it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a somber edition of your SmackDown study tonight. I'll cut right to the chase. First hour of SmackDown, fantastic. And then the cuts happened. Twelve names, some of which well-known names, released during the show tonight uh, from NXT. And I'll be honest with you, took the sail, I took the wind right out of the sails. Um, still covered the last, back, the last hour of the show, which was, which was good, but all that hype, all that excitement that I had um, leading into the show, because SmackDown has been absolutely fantastic. And tonight was no different, but the cuts just really makes you think uh, about what's going on. Um, There are are, are rumors of a repackaging of the whole brand. There are rumors of WWE selling. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. I won't really get into it tonight. Because that's not really what the show is about. Uh, Sam and I will be discussing this at length during our Above the Ring episode, which we will be releasing on Monday. Um, so please um, listen to that once it comes out, so you can get all of our uh, our thoughts on on this next round of WWE cuts and uh, what it might mean for NXT, what it might mean for WWE as a whole. But let's get into the show. And like I said, another good show. Another great SmackDown. Kicks off tonight with the boss, Sasha Banks, coming out to the ring. Talking her trash that she does. Says that, you know, the boss is back in business. She's ready to go. And she wants her title back. So as she's in the ring talking, Bianca herself comes out. Sasha quickly exits the ring, stands up on top of the announce table. Because 
It's fantastic heel heat to get away from the face champion. Which, if you haven't been paying attention, Bianca Belair is the biggest face, like, champion and even wrestler, I would say, probably WWE right now. Um, maybe even in professional wrestling, uh, the, the biggest face, uh, female face right now. It's it's crazy how over she is, and, and, and I love to see it. She's a natural leader, and she's destined for huge things. So people think this might be the, the, the peak of what she does, not even close. She's just scratched the surface of, you know, multiple championship reigns down the line. She's going to be doing this probably for a long time. At least that's the hope anyways. And she could easily go down as one of the best of all time. So we'll see what happens. But as the two of them, Sasha and Bianca, trade shots back and forth, which I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, 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 love, I love this stuff. When you get two competitors that can really speak well on the mic and deliver digs at one another at such a rapid pace and not sound awkward, but sound deliberate and very I'm trying to find, I'm trying to think of a good word for it, but it's just, it's outstanding to see this happen. And it happens yet again in a, in another promo down, down the road on the show, which I will talk about also. Um, but during this, Bianca basically tells Sasha, if you want this title, come get it. Anytime. You want that rematch? Let's go. And of course, once that happens, we get our our favorite five feet of fury, not Miss Bliss, but Zelina Vega coming out stating that Bianca has accepted her challenge twice. And yet Zelina doesn't get herself a title match. She doesn't find that very fair. And I kind of agree. Bianca did accept the challenge. Um, So we should have something. So Bianca takes it upon herself. Tells Sasha, I'll see you at SummerSlam. Turns to Zelina. And says, don't worry, I haven't forgotten about you. I'll take you on tonight. So I'm like, oh, sweet. We're going to have ourselves a women's championship match. Well, we'll pump the brakes on that just a smidge. Because a few minutes after that, we find out that this is actually not going to be a title match. It's going to be like a championship contenders match, which WWE seems to be doing like it's going out of style, which I don't ever think it was actually in style to begin with, but whatever. Um... So later on tonight, we'll end up having Sasha, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Zelina Vega taking on Bianca Belair. If Zelina wins, Zelina will take on the winner of Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. But before all that, we have our in-ring action kicking off tonight 
with Dominic Mysterio, with his father, Ray, taking on Jey Uso with his brother, Jimmy. Another good matchup here. Ray's a little worried because he doesn't want to lose the momentum that him and his son clearly have going against the Usos, which they'll have their rematch for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships at SummerSlam. He doesn't want to lose the momentum they got going. And Dominic's like, it's fine. I got this. You know, I don't need your help. It's Everything's going to be good. It'll be fine. Okay. Good match. Unfortunately, Jay gets the win. Steals back that momentum. So now the, Don, the Mysterios have to uh, go back to the drawing board and see if they can steal some of that momentum back before uh, we get to uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam starting to... Starting to wrap up. Um, matches are starting to come together. Starting to the the card is starting to starting to form and it, it's looking pretty good. For me, right now, there are three matches that I'm definitely looking forward to, um, and I'll discuss those on my go home show before we get to it. So after that. We have a little uh, confrontation. It's kind of like a a video package for Edge and Seth Rollins, who will be having a bit of a conversation, we'll say, (laughs) a little later in the show. Um, And I'm telling you, uh, you want to talk about fantastic promos with Bianca and Sasha. You put Edge and Seth together, it's like magic. It's, it's just absolutely incredible. I can listen to those two go back and forth all day long, and I'd, I'd be the happiest person on the face of this planet. But before we get to that, we had more singles action, as it was Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Intercontinental Champion Apollo in our favorite type of match, a championship contenders match. <laughs> If Shinsuke gets the win, he will challenge Apollo for the championship. Unfortunately, well, maybe fortunately, because he doesn't necessarily get the pinfall victory, but Commander Aziz gets involved, causing the disqualification. And then the attack on Shinsuke, which does not go their way, kind of leads me to believe that Shinsuke is going to earn himself a championship match probably at SummerSlam as well, which is fine. I like this. Um, Shinsuke's been on a roll since the whole King... I don't want to call it King of the Ring, but the whole fiasco with Baron taking the crown. So he's got some momentum built up. So maybe this is time for him to take the title. Although Apollo, Apollo's been on a good run, but he's been eating some L's as lately, so you never know. Never know. So after that, Caleb Braxton's in the back trying to get an interview with Roman Reigns, which obviously doesn't happen because, once again, Paul Heyman comes out. Basically... 
shoots down Caleb because that's what he does. Delivers some fantastic quips about Roman and the fiasco with Cena last week with the contract signing. And, you know, he's done with it. But when he turns around to go back into Roman's locker room, Big E is standing right there with the Money the Break briefcase. At, like, shoulders level, he's just laughing. Laughing maniacally. And it's probably some of the funniest thing. It's just... I can completely get behind Biggie just showing up randomly next to Paul Heyman with that briefcase, just laughing. And I think it'd be just, it's the, it's the, somebody posted on Twitter. It's the most, it's the big, it's the most Biggie thing I've ever seen on SmackDown. And I'm like, yeah, that, that, that fits, that fits pretty well. So hopefully this becomes a thing uh, until he decides to cash in. After that, we went to women's action, as it was Tamina taking on Tegan Knox uh, with Shotzi. Uh, of course, taking the tank out for a spin. It's been a few weeks since they've uh, they've come out. And uh, unfortunately, a little bit of a tank misfire with the missile. Um, Tamina gets distracted by it, which allows Tegan to roll her up and get the pin. So I know with Tamina out, Probably not going to get any type of tag team title match unless they decide to give to be a new partner. But I don't really see that happening. So who knows? After that, this is what I was talking about. The first of all, the pop that Edge himself gets every time he comes to the ring, it just it fills me with such joy. I love this so much. (laughs) And I'm glad that the fans still love him and appreciate what he's still able to do. So he comes out, basically just starts ripping into Seth and wants Seth to be there because Edge wants to finish this. He wants it to be over and done with. So naturally... Seth starts laughing from the Titantron via satellite, which for me is a great callback um, to the old days when everybody used to be via satellite. Um, it just, yeah. But the promo between the two of them, I can't even put it to justice. You guys need to go and find this clip I'm sure WWE.com will have it um, or any other social medias. Go find it and watch it. If you're not hyped for that match that's coming up at SummerSlam between those two, then y'all need to check your pulse. I'm telling you. It's just the fire between the two of them is outstanding. Edge basically telling Seth that, you know, he's a, an Edge light. Um, that Edge sees a lot of Seth, and like, like he's looking at a mirror of his past. And if you think about it, it's kind of true. Uh, the whole opportunist thing, and just 
there's a lot of similarities between these two, and the fact that they're using the continuity and they're bringing back the moment in 2014 when Seth had his had his boot on Edge's neck. He could have finished him then, but he didn't. And now it's seven years later, and Edge is out for revenge and how to finish this whole thing. And it's just, it's outstanding. So for me, that seems to be my match I'm most looking forward to the most. Um, There's this one. There's Roman and Cena, because even though it's pretty obvious who's going to win that match, the storytelling that's going to come from that match is going to be amazing. So I can't wait to see it. Uh, And then Sasha and Bianca is going to put on another banger, because that's what they do. So for me right now, those are the three I'm looking forward to the most. However, Finn Balor has some issues. There's a match with Corbin later in the evening, but he's not just upset with Corbin. He's uh, a little pissed off with Cena as well. So immediately it was like, oh my God, Finn versus Cena, gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme what I want. I love Batista. Just do it. I would love to see that match. Will it happen? Who knows? But still, possibilities. After that, we had some tag team action as it was the Street Profits taking on and defeating the Dirty Dogs. I wish I gave this match more attention, I'll be completely honest with you. But during this match is when the news started to break about the 12 wrestlers from NXT that were released. So I did pay attention as much as I could. But I'm not going to lie to you, my heart was elsewhere because I felt so bad for all of these people that have been let go. Um, and like I said, it was 12 as of right now. I don't think there's going to be any more for now, but who knows? Could wake up tomorrow and it could be, could be a whole lot more. So we'll see. So after that match, we went on to our... Zelina Vega versus Bianca Belair match. And remember, the caveat for this was if Zelina Vega won, she would take on the winner of Bianca and Sasha Banks at SummerSlam. But unfortunately for Zelina, while she did fight valiantly, it wasn't enough. It was KOD, and that was game. Bianca gets the win, and we move on. After that, it was Finn Balor taking on Baron Corbin. And unfortunately for Baron, his bad luck continues. Finn death just absolutely decimated him. And then he basically calls out Roman, tells Roman that he's not done with him. But if he has to go through John Cena first, he will. But we end up getting Roman. Roman comes out, talks a whole lot of trash, absolutely disrespects the prince, throws the mic at him. And of course, if you disrespect the prince like that, you you better get ready for some type of retaliation. And he did. Gets a nice big, uh, Roman gets a nice big shove from 
Finn flies to the outside. Finn's standing in the middle of the ring, ready to go. And then all of a sudden, Finn gets jumped by the Usos. Finn, however, fights back, takes out both Usos, and then calls to Roman. Roman at the very top of the ramp at this point. Roman's like, all right, fine, takes off his jacket and actually gets in the ring. This surprised me. I didn't expect him to actually do it. So he gets in the ring, and they start fighting. And Finn, taking control at first, goes in to the corner to get ready to do his drop kick, uh, his shotgun drop kick, and he is once again attacked by the Usos, and then it's a three-on-one mauling. Roman ends up uh, slapping the guillotine on Finn. Finn taps out, passes out then after that. That's how the show ends. So whether we get ourselves a match between the two of them before SummerSlam or if Finn maybe gets added to the SummerSlam match, which I would be really okay with, not going to lie, um, we'll see. But like I said, another good episode of SmackDown, but that last hour really was kind of... really kind of killed the vibe with all the cuts. Uh, I wish them all the best of luck. Uh, I know with them being in NXT, they only have 30-day no-compete clauses, so on uh, September 6th, they'll be free. So we'll see what happens. Where they end up, I'm sure the majority of them, if not all of them, will end up somewhere. Uh, I'm sure they'll shine. Uh, but, guys, we put a poll up. Once again, as I've been doing after Raw and SmackDowns, just asking for your thoughts on the show, you know, given the grade. And this time I ended up adding something about the cuts. Uh, just go to our, our Twitter, media underscore Bedlam. Vote in our poll. Let us know what you thought. Um, but, yeah, that's a wrap for the show tonight. Thank you guys so much for listening once again. We truly appreciate you. It's been a busy, busy couple of weeks. And things are only going to get more crazy as we go closer to SummerSlam. And we are excited for it. And we hope that you guys will enjoy the ride. So, for now, excuse me, before before things change, um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Bethlehem Media. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream, and you can find this podcast on every podcasting platform that's out there. If you're, if we're not on one, and I do say all, but I really mean most, if not all, <laughs> let us know. We'll add ourselves to it. That way, you can do all your one-stop shopping. Add a little bedlam to your day, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. We truly appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We're, we're, we're that much closer to SummerSlam. It's going to be, I feel, I feel it. It's going to be a good week, a good weekend. And uh, we'll we'll see what happens with NXT. Uh, but yeah, so guys, remember our Above the Rings will now be coming out on Monday mornings. Uh, that way we're, we're getting ready for AEW Rampage that starts next Friday. So we're very excited for that. And, uh, but yeah. That's it, guys. Thank you again. Appreciate you. 
most importantly, please never forget to join the battle. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.